Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. In the name of Allah, most gracious, most merciful. Moderation and its influence on the Muslims' lives. A lecture given by Sheikh Saleh ibn Abdul Aziz ibn Muhammad ibn Ibrahim Ali Sheikh, Minister of Islamic Affairs, Dawah and Guidance. Introduction I thank Allah for His great graces and unceasing blessings, and I testify that there is no God except Allah alone and that Muhammad is His messenger. May Allah bestow His blessings and prayers on him and on his family and companions. The subject of this lecture is moderation and its influence on the Muslims' lives. This subject belongs to Islam as Allah, the most exalted, describes our nation as being a moderate one. He says, and thus we have made you a median, a median, i.e. just nation, that you will be witnesses over the people and the messenger will be a witness over you. This is found in chapter Al-Baqarah, chapter 2, verse 143. Moreover, all the books written by the uh, Muslim or the Sunni Muslim and the books of Hadith have emphasized the Muslim nation as being a moderate one and that the right course is the moderate one between extremes. Characteristics of moderate of the moderate course. Characteristics of the moderate course. The characteristics of moderation were established by the Islamic text and manifested by the Prophet, his companions, and the pious predecessors. The glorious Quran establishes that moderation is the characteristic of Islamic Sharia, which is described as being one of toleration and removing difficulty. Allah, the Most Exalted, says, He has chosen you and has not placed upon you in the religion any difficulty. Chapter Al-Hajj, Chapter 22, Verse 78 The Characteristics of Moderation 1. It is the law of just of justice. It is the law of justice because departing from the middle course leads to adopting an extreme one. 2. Moderation is in line with both the Islamic Sharia and sound mind. Correct codes of laws always call for moderation through their textual rulings and their basics and the opinions of scholars. It's impossible for human life to continue without such moderation, and it is a fact that following an extreme course harms the interest of all people, as there should be a moderate course which all people accept and defend. 3. Moderation is free from whims and is based on established knowledge which should be a text from the Quran and the Sunnah or an opinion of a companion or knowledgeable scholar in matters that have not uh, been decided by a text. Thus, it is one of the characteristics of moderation to be based on established knowledge. 4. Moderation takes into account the human abilities and capacities Thus, a moderate person should not uh, overburden people, nor should his opinions be, be far-fetched. 
people who call to unfeasible principles depart from reality because moderation has a direct influence on the people's lives. Therefore, the individual's social, national, and international capacities should be taken into account. 5. Taking time and a place into account. Taking time and a place into account. As time changes and people always seek renovation, so preaching moderation requires taking into account the difference in times, places, and the conditions of people. That is why all scholars stated that fatwa or fatwas, legal opinions, may vary according to the time, place, realities, and the conditions of people. Why should we choose moderation? In moderation, why should we choose moderation? Is moderation a remedy for present problems only or for any problems that may arise in the future? We have to choose it because Allah, the most exalted, commanded his messenger to follow it and, pre- and preach it. And we, the Muslims, have to obey what Allah commands us to do and avoid what he forbids us to do in all our courses and methods. Moderation is the correct method and what is otherwise is wrong. It is free from whims because the two extremes, excessiveness and disregard, are always motivated by whims. We were commanded to avoid whims and their influence on our thoughts and our judgments, and also when seeking justice. Allah the Most Exalted says, Have you seen he, have you seen he who has taken his own desire as his God? Quran uh, chapter uh, 45 Titled Al-Jathiyya, verse 23. Moderation helps Sharia achieve its goals on the part of both worldly and religious concerns. To help Sharia achieve its goals, we in turn should observe it and fulfill its requirements. It should not be considered as a body of theoretical laws. Rather, its beliefs, rulings, and teachings should be applied to reality. Allah the Most Exalted made us a moderate nation because moderation is far away from both manifest and hidden seditions. Sedition appeared for the first time in the history of Islam. During the Prophet's life, a man said to the Prophet, Be just messenger of Allah. The Prophet replied, Woe to you! Who would be just if I were not? Moderation, which Allah the Most Exalted has chosen for us, lasted despite the fact that many deviant groups like the Kharijites appeared throughout the history of Islam. However, we have recently witnessed some terrorist explosions uh, which were uh, perpetrated by extremist groups. The reasons of adhering to moderation. First, Knowing the right path from the glorious Qur'an and the Sunnah of the Prophet and from the explanations of the Muslim scholars who are firmly established in knowledge. Knowing the right path entails knowing the textual rulings of Sharia and the explanations of Muslim scholars that lead to this path. Being away from the right path and moderation is the cause of the Muslims' weakness, backwardness, and ignorance. Thus, we become keen to disseminate useful 
and correct knowledge from the book of Allah, the glorious Quran, from the sunnah of his prophet, uh, may the blessing and peace be upon him, and through the understanding of our pious predecessors of the textual rulings of Sharia, and through their efforts to deduce the law, which is not uh, self-evident from its sources. Lack of knowledge and uh, adhering to ideologies which are inconsistent with uh, valid knowledge keep us away from moderation. Second, perfect knowledge is one of the causes of adhering to moderation because knowledge increases by moderation and fades away by exaggeration and uh, negligence. Third, sound reason, because Allah the Most Exalted always addresses the people of understanding in the glorious Quran that they may remember. This address is an indication to the paramount importance uh, of reason in understanding textual rulings and in considering the public interest. Fourth, learning from past experience and thoughtful consideration of the disasters, calamities and reformation movements that took place during the course of history. This will result in keeping to moderation because history is full of bloody events, ordeals, and movements of reformation. If one fairly reflects on such movements, he will realize that those who achieved success were adopting moderation in their sayings, in their knowledge, in their reasoning, and in their understanding. Fifth, patience because it is one of the merits of prophets and messengers and one of the uh, characteristics of wise people besides it uh, besides it is one of the reasons of attaining one's goals and achieving success the reason that swerve people from moderation these reasons can be summarized as follows one lack of knowledge two this is number one uh, two, following one's whims. Three, giving uh, preponderance to emotions over mind. Four, introducing condemn condemnable innovations in religion. Five, accusing religious scholars of being hypocritical and of of backing away from the truth. Moderation in Islam as a belief and Sharia. Applying the concept of moderation in the lives of Muslims is essential. This concept should be clearly defined. Some people refer to moderation without being measured against criteria from reason or, uh, or, or from Sharia. It is well known that moderation is a middle course between the, between the two extremes. When, who, then, who then is to define the two extremes and the middle course between them? The answer is that there should be rules that govern this so that this method does not lead to abandoning the principles of Islam or the correct Islamic faith in pursuit of an illusory moderation. Moderation is required according to the criteria of Sharia agreed upon by scholars who are established in knowledge. Islam consists of faith and Sharia. Islamic faith is based on moderation as has been propounded by Muslim theologian. The Islamic Sharia is based on moderation as has been stated by the Muslim jurists and the scholars of Usul, the principles of Islam. Allah the Most Exalted says, and thus we have made you a median, i.e. just nation that you will not that you will that you will be witnesses over the people and the messenger will be a witness over you. As explained by the companions, the interpretation of the words median nation means that Allah has made Muslims a just and good nation 
as they take a middle course between extremes. Evidence that confirms the principle of moderation is is found in the glorious Quran. Allah, the most exalted, says, and do not make your hand as chained to your neck or extend it completely and thereby become uh, blamed and insolvent. Al-Baqarah chapter uh, 2 verse 143. Sorry, Al-Baqarah, that was the previous verse. And this one is uh, uh, refusing to spend. This is what the meaning of the previous uh, ayah. Uh, Being extravagant. This is Al-Baqarah, chapter 2, verse 143. Anyway, and they are those who, when they spend, do so not excessively or sparingly, but are ever between that justly moderate, Al-Furqan. And they are those who, when they spend, do so, do so not excessively or sparingly, but are ever uh, between that just leave moderate uh, and this is found in al-furqan chapter 25 verse 67 evidence of moderation is as well clear in the sunnah the prophet وسلم, said beware of excessiveness the former nations were destroyed because of their excessiveness in, in matters of religion ali ibn abi talib the fourth rightly uh, guided uh, caliph said the best among people is the one who takes a middle course to which the exaggerator in matters of religion and the negligent uh, refer some of the pious predecessors said that religion is a middle way between the exaggerator and the negligent this is a general rule among the pious predecessors and theologians they explain that the True religion, which uh, people are required to follow, is the one that lies in the middle between exaggeration and negligence. The Prophet ﷺ, may the blessing and peace be upon him, said, This religion, Islam, is feasible, and anyone who overburdens himself in matters of religion would surely fall short. Whenever the Prophet had a choice between two things, he would choose the more feasible, provided it was not sinful. The extremely headed traveler neither reaches his destination nor keeps his mount alive. The extremely headed traveler neither reaches his destination nor keeps his mount alive. The most beloved religion to Allah is the tolerant Hanafiyyah. The Sahih of Al-Bukhari, the Book of Faith, Hanafiya was the religion of Prophet Abraham, who was the first Muslim according, uh, the, according to the glorious Quran. When the Prophet sent Mu'adh ibn Jabal and Abu Musa al-Ash'ari to call the people of Yemen to Islam, he said to them, facilitate the matters of religion for the people and do not make it difficult for them. Moreover, convey to them glad tidings and do not make them averse to Islam and obey one another this is a basic principle of da'wah the prophet said uh, the most beloved things to allah are those that follow a middle course to sum up moderation is required and pieces of evidence to this effect abound in sharia 
Moderation is a gift to this nation so that it can survive. There is no place for immoderate uh, people. Only those who are sincere to this uh, nation will survive. The moderation of Islam among other religions and laws. Moderation, moderation has many aspects in terms of uh, application with regard to its aforementioned description or theoretical practice. Islam is midway between religions. Whenever uh, contemplates, or sorry, whoever contemplates the Islamic faith will find that it takes a middle course between the other religions. Islam is midway between Judaism and Christianity, Zoroastrianism and Buddhism, and the Roman laws and autocratic rule. Uh, Islam enjoins moderation in manners and uh, transactions and preaches good morals. Allah, the most exalted, describes his Prophet ﷺ, saying, and indeed you are of a great moral character. However, Islam does not say that uh, disregarding one's dignity or right is a good moral conduct. Rather, it is the moderation between toleration and strictness. When it is needed, being strict is advocated, but toleration is also needed with both the Muslims and non-Muslims. The correct stand is that between both. Compared to other religions, Islam preaches uh, preaches moderation in transactions, unlike those religions which decree all kinds of usury lawful, even those involving injustice and those which prohibit all of them, including the cases when a person earns money from his toil. Islam encourages people to trade, work, and invest their money as long as this does not include any sort of injustice or uh, ravishment. Concerning faith and the commandments of Allah, the Most High and His Messenger, Islam advocates moderation. Concerning monotheism, it advocates moderation between those who ascribe partners to Allah and those who disassociate themselves from this believing that all people are monotheists disregarding their deeds islam calls to monotheism and believing in allah alone allah says so worship allah being sincere in, in uh, being sincere to him in religion he also says and your lord has decreed that you not worship except him Thus, worshipping Allah alone and being sincere to Him is the major principle of Islam and its Sharia. The moderation of the Sunni Muslim compared to other sects and factions stand. The Sunni Muslims' beliefs concerning the attributes of Allah are middle between the anthropomorphicist, anthropomorphicist and the people of uh, Ta'atil. And the people of Ta'atil... Uh, those who deny that Allah has attributes. A religious, that is, this is a religious group that used to think that the punishment of major sins should be, uh, should be postponed to the hereafter. The Sunni Muslim beliefs uh, concerning attributes of Allah are middle between the anthro, anthropomorphist and the people of Ta'atil. Concerning faith, the Sunni Muslims who follow the original principle of Islam take a middle course between the extremists who claim that Allah, uh, that all people are unbelievers, and the uh, Murjia. Uh, the Murjia is a religious group that used to think that the punishment of major sins should be postponed 
to the hereafter. The Sunni Muslims believe that this faith is a combination of beliefs, words, and good deeds. The correct Islamic opinion concerning the companion is moderation. We should neither be uh, extravagant and deify them, nor should we be unjust and disparage them. The Sunni Muslims uh, praise all the companions of Prophet and say about them as Allah the most exalted says certainly uh, Allah uh, certainly was Allah pleased with the believers when they pledged allegiance to you O Muhammad under when they pledged allegiance to you under the tree with regard to rule the Sunni Muslims are moderate between those who differed about this grave issue in word and deed namely the Kharijites believing that the ruler must be rebuilt against uh, against if his acts are thought to be wrong or denounced and those who believe that the ruler is the deputy of Allah on the earth and that whatever he says is absolutely true obeying the ruler belongs to moderation the Sunni Muslims believe that the ruler must be obeyed as Prophet Muhammad may the blessing and peace be upon him said you must obey and comply in cases of hardship or welfare and if you like or hate if you like or hate it not giving preference to yourself and if you like or hate it not giving preference to yourself Ubadah bin Samit narrated we pledged allegiance to the messenger of Allah to obey and comply in cases of uh, hardship or wolf or welfare <coughs> whether we like we like or hate it, whether we like it or hate it not giving preference to our opinions we also pledged allegiance to uh, we also pledged allegiance not to disobey the ruler and to say the truth wherever we are fearing no blame for the sake of Allah although the issue of the ruler is a serious one it is dealt with in the light of moderation through advising the rulers and cooperating with them being only motivated by seeking good and piety Moderation in Islamic jurisprudence and rulings. This can be fulfilled through the following. First, observing ijtihad as the door to ijtihad is always open. Uh, <coughs> uh, ijtihad means the efforts, the efforts the jurist makes in order to deduce the law, which is not self-evident from its sources. Some people called for opening the door of ijtihad wide, which led to unqualified people who do not understand anything about the text, rulings, or principles of Islam to claim a uh, right to exercising ijtihad. Nowadays, we find some people who exercise ijtihad in serious issues and thorny problems of Sharia concerning which Umar bin Khattab would have uh, consulted the companions who participated in the Battle of Badr before giving his final ruling. Today, any common knowledge seeker who may be unqualified may give his fatwa on a controversial issue. Most religious scholars evade this, especially if it requires that all of them gather and discuss it together. The door to ijtihad is open, but this still should be done moderately. Some people think that it must be closed and that the opinions of the pious predecessors are sufficient in this concern, while others opine that it must be open wide to all people, even those who are unqualified. Second, moderation in jurisprudence and rulings. This requires being moderate between two extremes, adhering to the schools of legal thought, madhahibs, and eliminating them. 
On the one hand, some people demand that the opinions of all the scholars of legal thought should be eliminated because they, they all are irrelevant and were related to, to a certain period of time. They further argue that the Guru's Quran and the Sunnah should be the only references. On the other hand, some people believe that the opinions of such scholars should be followed because they are suitable for all ages as those scholars understood the religion perfectly. The right position is that between these two groups stands. The legal opinions of such scholars should be grasped because they were the first to comprehend and explain uh, Sharia. However, every time has different conditions and Sharia is primarily concerned with the intentions being uh, behind actions. Uh, however, every time has different conditions and Sharia is primarily concerned with the intentions behind actions, the public and individual interest, and warding of evil. Thus, we should depend on such opinions, taking into consideration our circumstances and intentions and interests. Moderation in this concern lies in taking their opinions after understanding context at uh, the context at that time and their rulings with uh, knowing their shortcomings. Their writings must be examined as their interpretations may vary according to the different times. To understand their writings, we ought to depend on the scholars' explanations. Some, sorry, Islam uh, preaches uh, Islam preaches moderation between those who abandon the schools of legal thought and those who are excessive concerning their adherence to such schools. Third, moderation is a characteristic of Islam and the Sunni Muslim between the excessive extremism and undisciplined leniency. The Prophet ﷺ ordered and enjoyed facilitating the matters of religion. Whenever he was to choose between two things, he would choose the more feasible provided that it did not include a sinful act. This removes strictness which brings forth difficulty. This removes strictness which brings forth difficulty. Strict people who claim that uh, the correct course is uh, combined with strictness and harshness are wrong. Their strictness is just a sort of exaggeration which should be discarded. The right position is to be strict where textual rulings require it. We were commanded to choose the more feasible of two alternatives as long as it does not include a sin and there is not and there is no text arguing for any of them. This is very important when making researches and writing essays and giving lectures and instructions to the youth. We should exert much effort to preach, avoiding strictness and harshness, which can do more harm than benefit and may, uh, and, and may make it hard for the one to coexist with other people. One should adopt a moderate approach in all of these affairs, for Sharia came advocating that. There is a hadith that reads, An extremely harried traveler neither reaches his destination nor keeps his mount alive. The rulings, jurisprudence, and aims of Sharia are also moderate in dealing with both interests and evils. Some people are so excessive in observing interests to the extent that they may give a probable interest uh, preponderance over textual uh, rulings. Others are very excessive when they see that observing interest should be cancelled at all and that
and that uh, textual textual rulings should be carefully followed as they represent the true interests. They then would uh, superficially follow these textual rulings. Our Sharia is justifiable as it aims at securing interests and warding of evils. So a person who misses the knowledge of the basic principles and aims of Sharia lacks the proper application of this uh, blessed Sharia. Islamic Sharia is based on aims, justifiable rulings, and observance of interests. Jurisprudence is based on knowledge of the different uh, schools of legal thought and making the textual rulings or the scholars' opinions correspond with each other. Whoever lacks the knowledge of these basic matters should never practice ijtihad. Consequently, we should adopt a moderate approach, the approach of neither those who negate the observance of interest at all, nor that of those who exaggerate in observing them. Therefore, we find those great scholars, Imam Abu Hanifa, Imam Malik, Imam Shafi, Imam Ahmed, the Sheikh of Islam, Ibn Taymiyyah, and his student, Imam Ibn Al-Qayyim, in many cases, see that the interests that are correspondent with the textual rulings should be observed. However, present-day scholars may differ with these great scholars in some cases. The proper observance of aims and interests is a basic religious uh, prerequisite uh, in order to establish moderation in all affairs. Moderation in judging things. I'll stop here. This is the end of part one.